You're listening to Pivot Points with Kristen Quinn on the Stream Grace Network. Hey, welcome back to Pivot Points today. You guys, I just have like this new little trail, I guess, of new friends on the podcast. Um, My third recording here from a person from Fairview, Oklahoma. Love it. It's cracking me up. But you know what? I just go where the Lord leads me and I have some great guests on. Um, Today's guest is Missy Elliott. Missy? Or Misty, sorry. Misty Elliott. I have a coach named Missy. Um, Welcome. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm excited for you to talk to everyone because you are. um, So I connected with Misty through um, a writing group and kind of like a little, um, oh, it's not really just a Facebook group for writers, but it's just like women encouraging each other and goals and, you know, getting yourself in those rooms where you're all going after something I think is really important. And so I met Misty in there through um, our writing coach named Meredith, who was on the podcast last week. If you have not heard it, go listen. And so when I I came across Misty, um, she's written a devotional specifically over healing for rheumatoid arthritis. And I have several clients who battle that. And I know it's really, really challenging. And so I was like, okay, I got to know this girl. I got to connect with her and we have to get her story out. So Misty is a mom of three. Yeah. And you are an author, obviously. Yeah. And you do, you're a facialist, right? Right. I do salon and spa stuff. Okay. You have like many hats. I'm just going down the list. You own the salon where you do that, right? Uh, I actually own a yoga studio and it's in the same building as my friend's salon. So I have, we've kind of share the building and um, I work as a facialist in her salon, but then I also have um, my yoga studio. Sweet. Okay. So I'm already loving and connecting to you because you have like multiple hats and you love it. Yes. Because you're also a master trainer for yoga. Yes. Um, for Christians through yoga. Yes. Yeah. I'm loving all this. I mean, that's something that once I kind of get past the present journey I'm on, I do <laughs> want to move into like the bar realm, the yoga, my whole exercise views of exercise, um, changed when I became a health coach. And I mean, we can, we can go through that when the conversation goes there, but that's something that I, I want to do is instruct bar I mean and it's not yoga but it's that slower like let's work the muscle groups let's stay in the low heart rate fat burn mode um right I love bar yeah yeah I used to kill it I mean all the time with really hard workouts like Orange Theory and Hilt and if any of my Orange Theory people are on here listening no offense (laughs) I love it I love it but I just have a different frame of mind of how to tone and exercise my body now than I used to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we can go there if the conversation takes us there. But first tell me, okay, so all these hats that you wear, tell me first about your devotional. Um, you know, actually I didn't even want to write this devotional. Uh, <laughs> I was writing a another book and it was like life just kind of sideswept me. And um, you know, I I was working with Meredith and I told her, I feel like I'm supposed to pause on this Mm. book and I'm supposed to start just writing my story as it's happening. 
you know, normally I give myself some time to heal before I publicly share my stories. Right. But I felt like as I was walking through this diagnosis that God was just leading me to write down my experiences. Mm-hmm. So I, it almost feels like I'm giving the world my personal diary. Yeah. Which my, that takes my a lot journey. of courage. Yeah. Yeah. You might be the one it's she was telling vulnerable. me about. <laughs> she told me I have a writer who she thought she was going in one direction, writing a book. And the Lord was like, Nope, you're going to do this first. Yes. Yes. So, you know, just being a um, yoga instructor, you know, be health in wellness being my profession, mm-hmm. there was almost a sense of shame that I was battling mm-hmm. a chronic health issue. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't something that I necessarily wanted to talk about. But as I did start sharing my stories, I found out that so many people have this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just affects everybody so differently. So, so I was obedient and I shared my story. I get what you're saying. Cause you know how funny I feel when, and, and it's just a false, like little lie that goes in my ear, but you know how funny I feel when I say to one of my, either my medical team or my nurses, cause I have a, I'm on a leukemia, you know, journey. And when I say, right. they say, what do you do? I'm like, I'm a health coach because it seems yeah. like they, you shouldn't have that, right? It's like, if, right. oh, if you're a health coach and you're good at what you do and you know things, and then why do you have this? But honestly, they're so irrelated. Yes. It's not like you brought that upon yourself. And it's not like anything you did like in your yoga practice or in your other things, you know, caused you to have that. Just the same with my health coaching. It's not like I did something wrong in my nutrition and my, you know, that caused me to develop leukemia. But it's that that little lie we hear in our ear that's like, oh, you should really feel bad or ashamed when you say what you do and you have this. Right. Yeah. So I can relate. Yes. Okay, so he started um, you writing about um, your journey. Mm-hmm. So I just started writing down the stories as I was experiencing them. And, you know, I realized that I was actually writing about the different stages of grief mm-hmm. that I was experiencing. You know, I, it wasn't until the book was finished that I realized that's what I had done. Interesting. But... But yes, there is a grieving process uh-huh. um, in in my experience with rheumatoid arthritis so far. You know, I didn't really know what it was. I just had this understanding that if you had arthritis, that you were going to have achy, achy bones when the weather changed. Mm. Like, I didn't realize the um, drastic changes that would happen in my body. Mm-hmm. And it happened so quickly. Mm. Um, I went from being able to balance on my arms, you know, just crazy yoga poses, mm-hmm. um, being able to do the splits and then having a hard time being able to touch my toes after yeah. Yeah. Um, this whole process started. So there was definitely just a grieving process that I felt like my career was being affected, mm-hmm. that my body was being affected, my emotions, um, being available for my children, you know, sometimes I just, I couldn't make it to some of their events because I just wasn't well. Yeah. And there, so there's just this whole 
grieving process that you walk through that I don't know if people know that happens. Right. Or maybe they're just not intellectually like you did thinking about those things. I mean, I'm thinking of some clients that have this um, diagnosis and I do know there's days where they're just like, I just can't today. Right. And then really intellectually thinking about what you feel like you're losing in that day and coming to grips right. with how do you how do you battle that how do you battle up against it and take the steps in a positive way forward instead of getting stuck and down in that ditch right so was it through this um devotion and through you writing that you sort of figured it out step by step or do you feel like you kind of met the lord in each place and he showed you um it was definitely a process. I'm very fortunate that I have an amazing support group um, with just my church family, with my own family, my husband, my children. I, you know, we actually have laughed a lot more than um, than heartache, which I'm so thankful for that, that I felt like God was giving me a really good sense of humor through right. the whole experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was, funny days where I couldn't walk and it's just when you are so used to being so healthy and in shape and then all of a sudden you're like I can't walk like um I don't even know how to explain it except it was just I couldn't believe that it was happening and sometimes I would just laugh because I was like this doesn't make sense like I'm so healthy this um this shouldn't be happening but then of course because it was happening, there were days where, you know, I just wasn't okay. My, my heart was broken that it was happening. And, um, I couldn't keep up with all the hats that I wear. And I, I really struggled at some days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so as you're writing, you know, these chapters, which are these experiences, which became, um, chapters and part of the daily devotion like talk more about that process like what you saw like from chapter to chapter even you know um as I was putting the book together I realized that I wanted this to be more than just a devotional I wanted it to be for people to feel like I was there holding their hand, like I was just a step ahead of them that I've just gone through this. So I just want to help them work through the different emotions that they feel. But, you know, I talk about the grief that happens. I talk about the anger that, that I went through the um, disbelief or, and you know, as the book goes, you see the shift that mm-hmm. happens where I'm like, God, I'm still, God is still giving me purpose. I, my life isn't over. Like I'm dealing with a sickness, but my life isn't over. He still has things for me to do. And maybe, um, the way my body moves now is different, but I'm still moving and I'm still, um, you know, I just, I think we can get into a place when we're dealing with sickness that we can get into this hopeless place. Exactly. And God is the God of hope. Exactly. And um, you can definitely just see that shift in my book when mm. I started seeing the positive and mm. God kept showing me um, the positive and how the sharing my story was going to help others. 
knowing that it's okay to take this this time to process the emotions, but then you got to keep moving forward Mm because God still has things for us to do. Absolutely. Like through that, you probably realized that, oh, he's calling me to this place. He's giving yes. me a platform that I never thought I would have. I mean, that's yes. how I've been. And he even told me that before, you know, I got diagnosed. But with you, you probably somewhere in there realized, oh, this is now calling. And he's calling yes. me to minister to people who are walking the same journey or will walk this journey. And you said right. something about um, there was a part of the book where you shifted. You kind of shifted into hope Mm -hmm. and it it, it would be interesting like there's no way you'll ever know this but it would be interesting your readers that read your devotions to know where that shift happens for them it may not happen in the book at the same place where you started it started being more hope-filled they might have a shift in their own mindset from day one which is right so exciting they might feel relieved that they now have something that they that 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 writer can relate to their journey right yeah. And I love yeah, I definitely just want people to not feel alone. Like right. they're not alone in this. I was feeling like, um, you know, I'm pretty young. A lot of people who get this diagnosis, they're a bit older. So um, I kind of felt like I was on an island by myself um, until I started sharing my story and I realized that I wasn't the only one. Absolutely. Do you know how many times I hear yeah. that? And that, I hear that over and over. And that's one of the reasons why I do this podcast. I felt like the Lord was like, people need to know there's someone else that has walked or is walking their journey. They are not alone. They're not the only ones that have this diagnosis. They're not the only ones that have many troubles. They're not the only ones that are walking through a divorce and they never imagined they would. They're not the only ones who are a single mama. They're not the only one. I mean, all of these stories that pop up and I felt like the Lord was like, they're never alone. But the enemy wants you to think, hey, you're so alone and you're the only one that's dealing with this and you better hide because no one's Mm going to understand. So I love breaking through that. I love that you broke through that and you're like, no, listen, I've been there. And you know, in fact, in our coaching business, we tell people like who are thinking about their clients and they really love the program so much that they want another layer of accountability. So they're like, I want to coach my family. I want to coach my friends. I want to. Yeah. And we tell them you only have to be one day ahead of them. Right. You've done this program and you're learning it and you've done it for one day. You can go out and share it and guide someone and help someone along. Um, It's the same thing. You're if you're even one day ahead in someone's journey. All of a sudden they're like, she's ahead of me. She's already walked tomorrow. And and there is hope in that, isn't there? Just that one thought. There's so much hope in that one thought. She's one day ahead of me. Yes. Because sometimes you have to take it day by day. I'm sure. Absolutely. As is everything. Yeah. And let's Mm -hmm. talk about too, I know probably um, I have not read the devotion yet, but I I already told um, Missy before we started that I'm definitely buying it for some of my clients that can connect with this. Um, But I'm sure somewhere through there, you know, you probably had to address because you're talking about the grieving process. And in that process, you kind of have to lay down your misconceptions of reality. Right. So I'm just guessing, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm I'm guessing that you sort of have to attack that that misconception of what you thought reality was going to be. Absolutely. Um, just 
the past couple years have has not gone according to my plan. And I say this all the time. I was like, nothing has gone according to my plan. But as I've walked through it, I can see that everything has gone according to God's plan. You know, um, now in retrospect, I can look back and at the time, um, as I started getting sick, I was teaching multiple um, fitness style classes every single week. Um, And as it shifted, I started teaching women how to rest. I'm a very um, type A personality. Mm -hmm. I I love to work. Mm -hmm. I love it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was burning myself out and I was Mm -hmm. getting so exhausted. So God actually used this time where um, I couldn't go anymore. Mm -hmm. I had to sit and be still with him and really just started healing that that need in me to constantly be striving. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying that I don't still battle that a little bit because I do, right. but I just felt this constant need to strive and right. go right. and be successful. Right. And he stopped me in my track, made me get still with him and just switched everything. So now, you know, I'm less passionate about teaching fitness and more passionate about teaching rest now. Yeah. Like I want my students to to learn how to rest in a busy world, to know how to get still with with God. If we're constantly moving and going, we are never going to have time to hear His still small voice. Right. Exactly. So you know, like God still just gave me so much purpose. Um, it just shifted what I thought my life was going to look like. Mm-hmm. But you know, um, He uses everything for His good, and um, I'm just honestly so grateful that I feel like the whole experience was a learning lesson lesson for me and just taught me to see life in a different way and actually learn how to to rest with him like he calls us to do and I was terrible at it (laughs) right most of us are I mean think about our days now we are so overstimulated by everything by social media it has its good points but we're overstimulated by our phones and social media and the tv and um the radio the podcast i mean even podcasts can be negative if you're always constantly having something in your ear yeah and so i think i mean i don't know how much you address being still in your devotion but i'm hearing even a topic for another book because it is so hard for us to just get quiet and a lot of times i mean i can tell you for sure that the lord um in this journey that I'm on, he, he does strip things away. He strips things away mm-hmm. until he gets you to a place where he's like, okay, now it's you and me. <laughs> because all the yeah. things I realized that I was putting a false security in, my busyness, yeah. my schedule, planning, anything, mm-hmm. planning a trip. I can't plan a trip now. I don't know what I'll be doing. Um, planning right. even like a field trip with my kid's class. I mean, all the things that I had to just knock off the planner and knock off of my to-dos and you know all the things to where he stripped things away and it was like hi now we're here together and yeah yeah and so I think definitely um maybe that's maybe that's another book that you're gonna do I don't know I love the the idea of being still yes so I am already working on a couple more books because I was already writing 
book mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. when God told me to pause and mm-hmm. to write my um, my story of my diagnosis. But um, in throughout my life, I've dealt with anxiety and depression. So mm-hmm. I was kind of writing on that. And, you know, it just goes in, um, you know, anxiety on me often looks like a high achiever. Yeah. But really it's stemming from anxiety. Um, right people pleasing, uh, wanting this, this need to, um, be successful. And really when God just stripped everything away, he was showing me like, um, you know, are you, are you wanting to serve me or are you trying to prove something to the world? You know, that song a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. That's so good. Yes. Yeah. So, um, he's still just every single day teaching me like, I'm your provider. Like your hustle isn't working anymore. Like you have to trust me in this season. Um, So yes, I'm still, I still have lots to say um, and books to write. So they'll be coming soon. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So right now, sort of in this season, what are you working on new books or what are you doing with your devotional right now? Um, I'm actually writing two new devotionals. One would be over anxiety and depression. And one is my story of being a special needs mom. My daughter um, is a special needs child. She just turned 18. So now we're facing adulthood Mm -hmm. um, with a special needs child. So there's just, there's so many stories that I have to share because our life just looks a little bit different than exactly other people. Right. And it's another place where people can feel very alone. Mm-hmm. So I think that's just something that God always wants me to be sharing with people, no matter what it is that you're facing, like you're never alone. Like somebody else is going through it as well. Exactly. I had a best friend on a previous podcast that talked about the same thing, that she has a special needs child and just all the, all the, all the parts of that, like how she does life work balance. Um, and, and just the, actually the unexpected and awesome joys that he brings to their family and, you know, but also that part of, okay, we had to, um, change our reality. However, we didn't lower the bar. We figured out where the bar was for him and we're going to go up to meet it, even though that bar's different. Yes. Yeah. So like, yeah, like adapting Mm -hmm your reality not to be like mm-hmm. oh poor us or oh we'll never 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 right. never but we do have a different bar that's the reality mm-hmm. but how about we put the yeah. bar up to here and we still do everything we can to find joy in that encourage that push that knowing that our bar's different but not yeah. setting yourself up for we're never going to meet it or well all is lost yeah I love that yeah yeah well, so cool. So do you go around and, um, I mean, have you done like classes with your devotional or have you, um, done I, speaking engagements? Um, I haven't yet. Mm-hmm. I have been asked to do some speaking engagements. Awesome. I've been, um, kind of dreaming about going through the devotional online with a group. Oh I yeah. Haven't, oh, you yeah, could totally do that. that yet. Yeah. So, so I could give you, I mean, I did, um, 
this is we're gonna rabbit trail here <laughs> this is what my <laughs> listeners get to hear it's a real conversation I did a mastermind class where like girls were forming women entrepreneurs were forming their master classes online where they were doing like taking their book and doing leading a group of women who wanted to sign mm-hmm. up and do the 21 days devotional or the 21 days of mastering whatever um you could totally do that, that yeah. that's really cool yeah yeah and so then, I'm actually dreaming about that, mm-hmm. like planning it. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think it would be something great to do over the summer. Yeah. And you know what? Here's the deal. If you have one other, I mean, this is kind of low. I don't think you'd just have one person, but if only you had one other person that said, I wanted to get online and go over the 21 days, I guarantee you there'd be so much blessing and fruit in that, yeah. even the two of you. But I bet you would have more than one person that would say, I would love to do that, especially for the yeah. summer when things get scattered and we need focus. Yes. Yeah. Um, in my devotional, after every single devotional, I have journaling prompts, um, gratitude lists, just places for um people to write down but I thought it was so important this is something that Meredith really worked on me when um, I was going through the process and writing but she was like I just want you to be journaling just be journaling and every day I would write these gratitude lists because Mm -hmm. you know you can't be negative and grateful at the same time no they can't coexist there's something yes yeah. So there's always something to be grateful yes. for. We just need to be looking for it. Yes. So I felt like it was such an important part of my journey. And I would love to go through the whole book with other women. And I think even if I'm reading those devotionals, like something new is going to come out of me just from right. reading it and being able to share. So Right, right. Yeah. Um, well, I am at home recording from home, so you're going to hear my dog barking in the background, oh, okay. <laughs> but that's just life. Um, so th- the fun thing too that I was hearing it, now she's going to distract me. Um, the fun thing that um, I heard you, you know, talking through that is like you, in each chapter you have action steps. And I think that's so yes. good because it's like we hear something or we read something, but then when you really put it into action and make people take even one action step, it, it stays in a different place. It's not like in yeah. short memory and out. It stays somewhere because they took an action upon it. I love that you did that. That's something that as I'm writing, I'm going to try to do too, to where they can yeah. even go back to it later and pick up that book and go, I remember You know, I remember what I did here. I remember what the Lord said to me right here. I remember because I wrote it down where he switched the narrative for me. Um, Right. Yeah. And I love that. And and like you said, isn't it funny how even if you went through this this summer and you're the author, you wrote the words on the pages. (laughs) But if you went through it this summer, he could take something that you wrote and make it all new. Yes. I love that. That's what he does with scripture. I mean, you can read the same scripture. I don't know how many times, but then the next time you're like, oh, he just used that to teach me something something new, get a fresh perspective every single time. Yeah. Um, Very cool. Okay. So dreaming of doing an online class, which I think you completely should. I'm going to start like being the little buzzing, (laughs) the buzzy bee in your ear on that because I think it'd be great Um, and kind of working on the upcoming books. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what, yeah. uh, yeah. So, I mean, not as if that's not enough. Um, 
what kind of thing, like if you are encouraging listeners out there to sort of like, and I did this with Meredith, she had some kind of some steps because I always like to give people, you know, steps. Um, what kind of things, like if someone out there is listening and they're like, you know, this is encouraging. I, I just want to start some process, whether they know if it's a book or a devotion or even a book of prayers, what would your recommendation be? Um, to get a coach. Okay. If you know, if you know that you want to write a book or, you know, create, um, anything really, um, I think it's so important to have accountability for it. Mm-hmm. I actually reached out to Meredith and said, will you be my writing coach? Um, cause I just, I loved her and trusted her mm-hmm. and she had already wrote several books by this time. And, um, I wouldn't have got this book written if it wasn't for her meeting with me, you know, every two weeks. And, you know, some days she would say, Hey, for this, this next two weeks, don't write anything. Mm-hmm. You know, like I would just be in these like very hard places. And she was like, if nothing's coming out, like, let's focus on something else. Let's right. make sure that you're drinking your water, you know, I love, eating you know, well, I love that. moving oh, your you body. Know I love yes, those like, things. Yes, like she always gave me these action steps or sometimes she would be like, um, go organize something, like organize a room. So that's bothering you. The things that are preventing you from being creative, like Uh let's go tackle that. Uh Um, But ultimately she just encouraged me to keep writing even when I was in the pit, Mm -hmm. you know, even when things felt dark Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to say anything, Mm -hmm. she encouraged me to just keep even for five minutes every single day, just to keep writing. And Mm -hmm. eventually it was like one day I realized I was like, it's, it's finished. Like I put a book together and, Uh um, you know, I'm somebody that I wear so many hats. I do mm-hmm. so many things. I, I'm a creative um, that I have to have that accountability or right. I will be distracted by the me next too. tiny thing right. and right. need somebody to keep me focused. Right. So tie that, that creativeness and pair that mm-hmm. with some ADD. <laughs> That's where yes. I am. Yes. And so, <laughs> and I'm not a type A, so that makes it even mm-hmm. worse. I don't have that drive. I mean, I have, you know, always wanting to, I am always busy, always on my feet, always thinking of, my mind is always thinking about different yes. facets and I do wear several hats, but um, I love that advice of have, you know, I'm going to say I love that advice because I am a coach, <laughs> but I tell everybody yes. all the time, I'm like, whatever it is that you're going after get a coach. If it's a life coach, if it's a writing coach, if it's a health coach, because you cannot, well, first of all, the word says you're not supposed to carry these things alone. You were never designed to. And so I don't, that's, I think that's another way the enemy uses that. I want you to be alone. I want you to stay alone. I don't want you to go and achieve this because I want you isolated. And so we feel like we shouldn't reach out and get help whether mm-hmm. that's from a writing coach or a therapist or a pastor or whatever form of that help is, there's some kind of negative like um, feeling that hovers over those. And I, mm-hmm. I'm always like, hey, let's, let's throw that narrative out. That is trash <laughs> because yeah. we all need a coach. And you know what? I have several coaches and not just for one thing. And I love that. Me um, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think that there's great, great, great benefits in that because if you could do it alone, you already would have, right? 
Right. Sometimes you just need somebody, like you're too close to the situation and you just need somebody to give you some action steps. Well, how many and times? I thrive on that. Just yeah. give me a few action steps that I can work on for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And how many times do we let ourselves off the hook? Because mm-hmm. we're not very good at being accountable to ourselves. It's okay right. if we let ourselves down. Yes. But we don't want to do that to other people. That's why it's called accountability. Right. And once we yes. flip we'll that. bell on ourselves. Yes. Wow. I, when I was running, I don't run anymore, but when I was running, <laughs> I did much better when I had a running partner. If I went out and ran by myself, boy, howdy, I was walking. And I'd run yes. and then I'd walk. And then, but if I was with my running partner, she would not let me walk. And I wasn't going to walk because she was still running. So, you know, it's like <laughs> you just, you'll bell on yourself, but you'll be held accountable with someone else. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And I also loved on something that you touched in there. And then we're going to wrap it up because I feel like we could talk okay. forever and ever, which yes. is awesome. So that means you can come back. Um, awesome. You said she encouraged you to write even on the dark days when you didn't want to mm. write. And I feel like, and you can give me your input, I feel like even in those darkest days when it all feels icky, it all feels dark, it feels really low, I feel like that is where the Lord reveals, He can if you let Him and you're open to it, unless your head's down Mm -hmm. and you're not looking and your fingers are in your ears. He, (laughs) that is where He reveals Himself to you in such a sweet way. And I'm gonna guess that when you're writing, in that place that he reveals himself through that writing. Absolutely. You know, in, in those dark places, even when you don't feel like writing, once I would just sit down and make myself do it, it would, you know, the words would just pour out of me. Like some of my, my best um, writing has come from making myself sit down, even when I didn't feel like it, even when my, um, emotions were all over the place just sit down and get my what's going on in my mind down on paper and you know you can just God just reveals his goodness to you when you're just pouring it out to him I think writing for me is very therapeutic and it's really just pouring my heart out to God most of the time you know Mm -hmm. that's profound I mean it is yeah because probably in those moments it even though you're 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 giving those emotions out and everything in your writing it's him yeah and it's him speaking and it's more of him Mm -hmm. and less of you even though you're writing your emotions and you're working through that he's probably showing up bigger than you yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which that's what we want. If you're if you're a yeah. believer and you're a Christian woman writing, that's what you want. You want his words to come out because I mean I don't I, I I don't even when I think about myself writing, I'm like nobody cares what I have to say. I don't have anything to say good. I might make you laugh on what a hot mess I am, but <laughs> I want people to hear what he has to say through a situation or through a moment or through a journey because mm-hmm. um, that's where I feel like people are going to connect and they're going to learn and he's going to reveal, reveal himself to not only me but to them absolutely um, something I always pray before I start writing is God just give me your words don't let don't let this be for me let it be from you and a lot of the times that means he's asking me to be very vulnerable and it's 
not comfortable being vulnerable. It's not always comfortable knowing that people are having an inside look at my reality or just the different things that I face. But that's where we can share hope, you know, by, by being vulnerable and just sharing what God is asking us to. I don't know how many times we're, I've gone to post something and my stomach has just been turning like nervous to share what God has laid on my heart. And then I'll have people messaging me saying, thank you mm-hmm. for being obedient. Thank you mm-hmm. for being vulnerable mm-hmm. and sharing because mm-hmm. I'm going through the same thing. And mm-hmm. we just don't ever know who God needs to reach through mm-hmm. our obedience. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I try to do the same thing. I'm constantly trying to, um, I guess I'm constantly trying to make people see that nothing that looks like it's perfect is. No, absolutely not. So even if I do a post and it is about like, uh, for example, yesterday I posted about um, like 10 reasons, like legit reasons why my day could have stunk. And I could have declared that it was a bad day. Like, this is a horrible day. I'm just going to be frustrated all day. I'm going to lash out to everybody. I've just decided this day is not working for me. (laughs) But how I worked through that instead. And I want people to not think, oh, you're so good. I want people to go like, no, I have real stuff. And real stuff happens to me. And whatever you see that you think is perfect is a facade. And so I love it. I I love to just give people tools how when that stuff actually happens, because it happens to me too, this is a way to walk through it. Not alone, not on your own will, but, you know, through kingdom eyes and through his lens and his window pane. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same. I just love teaching those action steps. Like, Me too. This is where I was. This is how I got through it. And like, I yes. want to share that yes. with people so they know the way out. Yeah, me too. Not to ever say I'm perfect or I do it perfectly. And no, I will write that over no. and over and over. Hey, I have not mastered this. <laughs> hey, I don't do this perfectly. I hope they see those words um, and they yes. don't think different. But um, I'm the same way. I just love to give people tools. I love the word tools. Um mm-hmm because that's what I coach on my program. It's a tool. It's not a diet. It's not like, hey, try this and leave it. No, these are tools and thoughts and habits and changes for how what you need to do in life and how you do life and all these different situations. Um, I just love, you know, giving people tools in their tool belt. Yeah. And I even tell my kids, you know, when we're talking about emotions or different stages of this journey, like, I just want you to have the tools available when you feel this way, when you feel that way, you know, and kids, they don't always, they feel like they've got them already. <laughs> like, no, yeah. I'm good, mom. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, no, I want you to have tools in your tools belt so that when this creeps up, you remember, mm. okay, I can do this, this, and this right now. And it's that same kind of like you're saying action steps for they're going to happen, but what do I, what do, what do I do in that, in that moment? Yeah. I always jokingly say that God lets me learn things the hard way so that I can teach other people how to, to make things a little bit easier for themselves. Yeah. And you know, you can kind of laugh at that when you can also, I mean, I know before I even got my diagnosis, I kind of laughed. I did. I laughed out loud and I was like, are you kidding? Lord, (laughs) this is part of the platform you're giving me. And then I just chuckled and I was like, okay, 
here we go. I mean, I'd rather be right close connected to you and walk through this than way far away. I'm going to be a hot mess either way. So I might as well be connected to you and help some people maybe in the meantime. Um, yeah. Beautiful. Well, well, you know, you can look at it and go, and, and also you can look at that as he takes me through the hard things so that I can teach other. But he also, I bet if you look back the hard things and the parts of your story, the hard places now you look at them and you're like that that is so beautiful Mm -hmm. I know that sounds weird to probably a lot of people listening and there were probably days when you couldn't hardly move that you're like this is not beautiful but I bet that he took you somewhere in those moments that he made it beautiful right and those places is where um, we grow that's where our faith is strengthened that's where you know our faith matures so, you know, that, I love that scripture, um, count it all joy. Yes. You know, even when you're going through yes. trials and yes. tribulations, count it all joy. Um, you know, mm-hmm. God's goodness can always be seen mm-hmm. in every situation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it takes us looking back in retrospect to see um, the way he was changing us and growing us. But yes. he's, he's a good father and is always just taking care of us. And I learned a lot from those hard times. Yeah. You know, I'm such a visual person. Um, you can, I mean, I, I'm way more visual than auditory learner, retainer, everything. Um, and so I see things in pictures a lot of times and visual, you know, visual pictures. And so while, while you were talking and I hope that everybody listening to this, anybody who feels like you're in a heavy place and you're in that dark place and you're in that unknown, just really challenging place. If you'll visualize him right there with you and almost like he takes your face and he puts one hand on the left and one hand on the right and he just looks you right in the face like he's completely got your attention in that place give him yours and I feel like in those places he he does speak to you because he's got all your attention and he reveals himself sometimes the very most in those places when he has your face right between his hands um and that that can be really sweet yeah we just have to remember that he has our face right between his hands yeah yeah like i said you have to look you're looking down with your eyes shut or your hands in your you know your fingers in your ears you have to look up and you have to take your hands out and you know just open open them up willingly on your lap and he's right there to teach you something he's right there even if it's just you're not alone even if yeah. there's not some big wow how light you know light light bulb moment it's just that you realize he's right there with you and there's a lot in that absolutely yeah, yeah. cool okay so, so yeah. i loved this conversation um, <laughs> <Me too. laughs> i love the way the lord connects me with brand new friends and um I, we're yeah we have you can come back on anytime i'd love to talk to you about all your different hats awesome. yeah, and, yeah. and i'm gonna encourage you in that online course I am. Okay. I'm going to, I'll do it. I'll do it with you. Um, (laughs) I probably have some clients. I'm not joking when I say this, that would love to do that. If you did it in an online capacity, I'm definitely buying them your devotional. Um, It's available on Amazon, correct? Yes. Okay. And I'm going to put everything in the show notes for you guys. I'm going to put a way to contact Misty. She'll tell me what way she wants that to be. I'm going to put even the Amazon link for her devotional. It's called healing, right? 21 days of, 
or 21 devotionals for rheumatoid arthritis. I have to slow myself down for that. Um, But I'm going (laughs) to put a link in the show notes for you guys. And you know, it's a, it would be, I'm sure that it is a great devotion, whether you have that diagnosis or not. I'm positive. It's a great gift for someone in your life that is battling this journey. I'm positive. So Misty, thanks for being on today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we're going to we're going to do this again. Sounds good. Okay, until next time, you guys, thanks for listening.